You're listening to another episode of Boss Babe in the Man Cave. Here's your host, BB. Hey guys, happy Thursday. Welcome to yet another episode of Boss Babe in the Man Cave. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. I also wanted to give a little shout out in this week's episode to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day. It is this Sunday, so if you have forgotten what is coming up this weekend, this is your friendly reminder to grab your mom a gift, flowers, a card, or take her out to dinner, take her for a petty, even talk sports with her if that's what her thing is, but this is the week for that, and we always want to honor our moms. I know that's something that a lot of sports players do, shout out their moms through their success in every aspect of it. So, that being said, I wanted to introduce this episode and talk more about being a self-proclaimed boss babe in the man cave, which is the title of my podcast. So I'm going to talk about why I decided to start a podcast, what does this all mean for me, what are things going to look like going forward, and what are some of the teams that I support, just how I got into it, all of that. And it's going to be a great episode for you guys, so let's get started. So my Intro into sports started out with being born in Boston, Massachusetts, and for most people who did not know that, I did slightly get rid of my accent because I did not want to get made fun of for certain words that I said from Boston. And they might slip out in this podcast, they may not, you never know, but if you're around me when I am watching sports, you definitely know I'm from Boston. Not only am I supporting most Boston teams, but... My accent does slip out a little bit. It's hard not to when you're yelling at the TV for whatever reason. So, like I said, I was born in Boston, and it's where my love of sports began. I was introduced to football pretty early on by my dad. He used to always have games on in the background, and honestly, it was great to kind of see sports from that way because I didn't... I never tuned in to a team that was like such like a dynasty like we have today. The Patriots were not that team when I was growing up. And so I actually really liked a couple of players from an an opposing team. The St. Louis Rams, I was really liking Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and head coach Dick Vermeule at the time when I was younger and really getting into football and I liked their playing style I liked their attitudes I just liked the way they carried themselves um and it really was one of those things that I was drawn to I didn't necessarily like the Rams as a whole but I did like those players and so it was something that made it really really easy for me to just follow along and so when it after they beat the Titans in the Super Bowl to win their first one, I was very ecstatic about this. And I was like, okay, I think I can, I understood this game really well. I followed along really well. And so I really want to get into football as a whole. And I started really watching a lot of different games and trying to understand what was happening. And it paid off well for me, to be honest with you. I am so glad that I did. And by the time that New England 
became a dynasty, self-proclaimed, and really worldwidely known um, in 2004 after they won their third Super Bowl in four years, I was invested. I mean, I was no, I knew everybody. I knew who was on the team. I could tell you their jersey numbers. I could tell you what kind of plays they were most likely to run, but I was still learning. So uh, some of the more specialized plays and things I wasn't quite as sure of. And, you know, sometimes when you see a particular player running out, doing a different route or something like that, I wasn't sure why it was happening. So, but that those first four years when the Patriots had literally won three out of four games, it was interesting because I was, in, like I said, I was very invested. I was, I started to, every time the newspaper would come, I would always read the sports section first. I was in, I just wanted to know what was going on. And I didn't know that that love was really sparked from a love of journalism and a love of writing and that sports would be something that I would be immersed in several, several years later. So in 2007, when the Patriots had the perfect regular season and had won 18 games and were playing the New York Giants in the Super Bowl, I was in there. Like, I I believe I was 16 at the time, and so... It was like one of those games I'm like, yeah, we got this. This is this is going to be amazing. And when they lost, <laughs> I had so many emotions. And I was slightly hurt, slightly upset, sad. Because no one in my family is a Patriots fan. When we moved to Florida after the 2004 season. Or during, actually in 2004. And so I never really it was weird like it was a very weird time where I wasn't sure what was happening necessarily and so I remember there wasn't my family just kind of didn't follow the Patriots but my mom kind of did but my mom she sort of bandwags bandwagons on fans as a fan of different teams, and so it was, <laughs> I don't know who she was cheering for on any given season, so it was always a toss-up. One year, she cho- she was cheering for the Miami Marlins, because we were moving to Florida. I'm like, when are you even moving to Miami? Why are you cheering for them? And then they won the World Series, and she goes, that's why we're moving. I'm like, um, that's a stretch, but okay. So, yes, my family disowned me um, in Patriots, dynasty and organization and so it was just me by my lonesome and so when they lost I got made fun of a lot by not only my immediate family but cousins aunts uncles people that vaguely knew me but knew that I was a huge Pats fan were like oh girl y'all lost perfect season lolly 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 and I just whatever and then in 2011 they did it again except for this time it was just like all right (laughs) cool so maybe this dynasty isn't what we all cracked it up to be, and it um it changed a lot of perspectives, but I still rocked with the Patriots, honestly. I was invested into this team. In the 2011 year, I, had, I was graduating from college at the time, and so that was kind of like one of those years where I watched it, and I was like, okay, but I'm still here with this team. But then people started to question a lot of things. They're like, oh, well, 
the Patriots haven't won a game in so long. They won a Super Bowl in forever. They go to the Super Bowl, but, like, what's happening? And is the dynasty over? Could they win another game? And it was just, like, this consistent toss-up. And then Peyton Manning went from the Colts to the Broncos, and then they won a Super Bowl. And it was like, okay, (laughs) if Peyton Manning can do this, we better get in here. And so birthed the second coming dynasty and in 2014 which was exactly 10 years after winning their last Super Bowl the Patriots were against the Seahawks and they completely just rose to attention and won their fourth Super Bowl and it was just like oh my goodness like I was like oh the dynasty is still alive and it I mean it was It was definitely bittersweet, I feel, because, you know, having that um, interception by Malcolm Butler just kind of sealed everything together. And just the camaraderie of being able to say, like, oh, my team did that. Like, yeah, we're awesome. We're the bosses, whatever. And then in 2015, the Broncos took another Super Bowl, which then, you know, Peyton retired after that one. And in 2016, the Patriots went against the Falcons. I was actually living in Australia when that happened, and so that was really different for me, I will say, because it was a Monday morning when the game started, and I was watching it kind of by myself because there was no one else around, (laughs) and it was weird because we were down by 20 to 3, and all my Australian friends and family that were out there were so funny because I guess at halftime, like, some of them had the game on, like, in their offices or they had gone down to, like, a restaurant or whatever. And, of course, they turned the game on because there's still a lot of um, Americans that live over there or vacation. And um, one of them texted me or called me and was like, oh, I'm so sorry about your team. I'm so sorry that they are not doing well. And I was like, it's just halftime. <laughs> But I was, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very hard. But I was like, I believe in this team. And sure enough, 2016, ring number five for Tom Brady. And then they went to Super Bowl again the next year against the Eagles. And the Eagles won. We all know that story. No big deal. We were back the next season. And this was last year. And we won the Super Bowl against the almighty Los Angeles Rams, and I rocked with the Patriots since day one of me being a fan. I think the consistency and just getting to learn the players, getting to know who was out there, understanding plays of the game, and one of the tips that I really used to understand football was I would watch a lot of um, the Patriots did this segment called The Bellistrator, where, and this is going to sound so nerdy, oh my gosh, as I'm saying this, I am realizing that I just sound like a super football nerd who just sits and watches film, but honestly, um, on pages.com with Scott Zolak, he does this segment every week, and it's called Bellistrator, and basically, Bill Belichick is the head coach, he gets on there and he runs through from the Sunday game or Thursday game or whatever game it was, it's usually on Sundays, so it'll usually be that Monday or whatever that they um, talk about it, and he'll get on, and he will have like three 
or four plays that happened in that previous game and he will run through those plays and he will talk about like in depth about why something worked out, why they called a particular play, or they'll be doing like a highlight video and say like, oh, this is why, you know, this player moved to this position and this is why this player shifted this way. And so I just soaked all of that up. <laughs> I I honestly would spend hours watching like the film stuff that they produce, like NFL films always had things going on. Um, Patriots.com is where I got a lot of my information from. And then in Twitter, I followed all of the Patriots beat reporters who are the guys who were in there. Like I was, I was on it. (laughs) I promise you, I was so focused on everything that was happening. Like even the point that they had little facts known where, um, when the Patriots have camp, one of the things that they do is they do not put number or names on the back of jerseys. It's all about the number and it, it was very interesting because it really shows that you trust those people like to be where they're supposed to be. And it's not like, Oh, learning names. Like this is your number. I'm calling your number. Your number is up. Here's what your play is. Here's what you're supposed to do. And so anyways, I really just got immersed in all of that. Um, I was reading articles left and right about what was happening. I was following the draft. I mean, I was so in there. (laughs) And I still am, honestly. I still do this all the time. But that's really what kind of, like, sparked my love for football. I don't know that I could have done it if I just was a casual fan. Um, I really, I mean, I was following all the players on Twitter, just getting their insight. I was getting, you know, on Instagram, because you, you get to know per- their personalities through social media sometimes because they're either sharing things that are happening in their lives or, you know, they're just, you know, they're, they're regular people just like you and I are. But the at the end of the day, it was really, really cool to see just like an insight, and that's what really got me hooked on the team, just like their camaraderie. Of course, it helps that they win, but I, I'm i not just a fan that week one, I watch that, and then I watch all the weeks, and then Super Bowl, and I'm done. I was every week in there just like, I hate feeling like a nerd, but honestly, I was studying sometimes some of the film work that would come out, and I was watching like, oh, cool, they ran this type of play, And then they would talk about how those plays were similar to other seasons. And I'd find those and go, wow, they really did run something similar. Like, that makes so much sense. It's crazy how all of that just kind of, like, all together. It just makes so much sense. So, but, yeah, I, and everyone who knows me knows, like, I am such a huge fan of the Patriots. Honestly, Every beginning of the season, I put on social media, like, hey, guys, about to step into the man cave for the season. You know where to find me. Um, Yeah, basically, you know, if you plan on getting married and it's during football season, I don't know. (laughs) Depending on when your wedding is. No, I'm just kidding. I I would definitely go to weddings and things like that. But it is, I mean, it's one of those things that I, it's, it's my guilty pleasure is watching the New England Patriots play. It's such a guilty pleasure of mine. So, but yeah, so I really um, enjoy football, and I like to go watch a couple of games per year, per season. Um, The Patriots do play in Miami once a year because that is their division. 
But then they also play in Florida sometimes. We played uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars last season, and then a couple seasons ago they played the Tampa Bay Bucks, so I did go to that game as well. So these are all things that just really helped me to immerse myself in the game and to really become a true fan of the sport and to love it. Honestly, I don't know that I could do that with something different. So it's been a blessing to really be a part of, you know, watching a team grow in the dynasty. And now that we have six rings and it's like going for the seventh, I really just appreciate everything that the Patriots have out there, honestly. <laughs> it's it's a team that a lot of people have choice words to say when it comes to them. A lot of people hate the Patriots. Oh, they call them cheaters, and they call Tom Brady a softie, and this, this and that. But a lot of those people, they just hate that we win all the time, and they hate that Tom Brady is almost 42 years old, and he's still playing like the guys he was drafted with are not even in the NFL anymore guys that played during the same reign as him some of their kids could potentially be playing against them it's it's like it's watching it's those types of things that I enjoy about his story and just him wanting to be the best that he could be I don't know, I'm real, I'm truly just drawn to the sport as a whole, and I love to sit down with the beat reporters. I'd love to be able to, like, sit with Scott Zolak and just talk football or something. I mean, the chances of that even happening are so, so far. But I'd like to speak that into existence because it would be great to just share football knowledge and just get an understanding of all of that. So, but yeah, so that's that's where football, that's why football kind of, is my favorite, but I'm also fans of other teams, and the other teams that I really like are the Boston Celtics, the Boston Red Sox, and a surprise team, I am a huge fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning as a hockey team. So the Boston Celtics, I would rank in the teams that I like as my fourth favorite team so in order okay so let's go back really quick in order of importance to me as far as the sports teams that I support and how I would rank them and how I like them I would rank Patriots Red Sox Tampa Bay Lightning Celtics now that's because and some, and sometimes the Red Sox and the Lightning can be interchangeable because there's so many games of hockey, there's so many games of basketball, and there's so many games of baseball that I'm not going to catch every single one. Plus, the network does not allow me to catch all of them all the time. And, I mean, there's so many games in each season that I, sometimes I just, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's a series, I'll just... I'll tune in, I'll catch the highlights, and I do watch the highlights of most every game, but for me to sit and watch a whole game, like, because the season is so long and so involved, I tend not to for all of those sports, but I do watch not just one game. So, the Red Sox, I have been a Red Sox fan for... I would say probably in 2000, I really started to pay attention to the Red Sox. 
I, baseball was something that I played actually for a little bit. I played for, I think it was like two years or something. And then I switched to softball because I was getting older and uh, I kind of just felt like softball was a better transition for me. Plus when we moved to Florida, there was a huge league down here um, and I joined it and it was fun. I like great camaraderie, getting to have people on your team that you really, you know, started playing with. You really find out your strengths and your weaknesses. So I know baseball probably 100%, like most of it, because I played it. So it's a lot easier to kind of like follow a sport when you've played it. But also, I, the Red Sox were like, they were like Boston's like OG number one team, you know, (laughs) because the Red Sox have been around forever, that it was easy to just rock with the Red Sox, because they were your team, like, everybody was, I feel like, in the world of Boston, New England, most people have a Red Sox hat, like, if you're from New England, you have a Red Sox hat, um, but you probably like the Patriots, but, like, there's all these different teams that you could like, but I think that the, the Red Sox is kind of like the team that most everybody cheers for across the board, just being 100% honest, and most people from Boston have a B hat, so, and that, that just signifi- that signifies that you are from New England, you're from Boston, da 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 like, that's just your thing, you know, it, it's kind of like the mark, you know, like, oh, hey, Boston people, you know, I don't know, it's something that I see when I'm out and about, but, so the Red Sox is a team that I, I kind of, I rocked with, but I was, I was learning the players, learning their rotation, especially when, okay, and so baseball, people say they don't like baseball because it's long and it's boring, nothing's happening, yada, yada, and that could be true, but then there's games like Red Sox versus Yankees, it's like always, something always happens, whether it's a fight or home runs or some amazing base play, like, it's just crazy, like, there's so much going on with the sport of baseball, I just don't think that people understand it, because either they did not play baseball, or they haven't gone to game, and I think in the world of baseball, you can have a game on and do other things when you're watching baseball, to me, because there's, you're watching pitch count, things like that, but you can hear what's going on, they usually, and they're talking about the game more, so it's one that you can kind of pick up a little easier, it's just slower paced for those who would rather not and watch something a little bit more exciting, but also attending a game is a little bit different too, because you see more things going on, and I know, like, at different stadiums, they have different between inning things that happen, and it's just the atmosphere, being around the fans, that type of thing, so anyways, the Red Sox, wow, the curse of Babe Ruth, so I was born towards the 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 last 20 percent of the time before the Red Sox were due to win a World Series which would be their first one and so I remember this was again in 2004 when the Red Sox broke the curse and won the World Series and when you're a fan of a team and you, you start to really understand 
what's happening with the team, it makes it a lot easier to follow. And there's some people out there that are super fans of the Red Sox. One of them is Jared Carabas, and he is, they call him Rocket. He, you would know him um, if you watched the Red Sox. Um, and, and there's another guy, Red, on Twitter. He also is a huge Red Sox fan. And so I'm seeing all these people, and I'm like, they're huge fans of the Red Sox. I would call myself a, I would call myself like a, I'm I'm between I'm between and the like above average fan and super fan. Like I'm in the middle of that because I don't watch every game, but I do pay attention. I hear what's going on, I see transactions, I follow up with the game, I know what's happening. But I also feel like if something else is going on, I'll watch that instead because baseball I feel like you can always come back to. Now when it comes to playoffs, I'm focused especially other things are happening. But when it comes to just, like, the regular season, it's really so many games. It's hard to be like, oh, yeah, I watched every game for me personally. But I still love the Red Sox. And so when we won in 2004, that was awesome. It was such a great year for the team. I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was it was a curse that was broken. I mean, that was probably the happiest uh, Boston had been in sports for a while. But guess what? We also had three rings by the New England Patriots, so New England was happy, but now the Red Sox were even happier because we had won a title. And so, I said my third favorite team would be the Lightning, but I'm going to skip them for now and I'm going to go to the Celtics. And this one is going to be a little bit harder to talk about this year because yesterday, last night, the Celtics lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs and are now eliminated and will not be playing anymore in the playoffs, which sucks. But this team, it was almost like there was some sort of life sucked out of them. And I'll be honest, basketball is not my favorite sport. And... (laughs) Remember that song back in the day? I think Bow Wow sang it. A little Bow Wow sang it was like, basketball's my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. I think it's from that, like, Mike movie, actually. Um, That's a throwback, so if you remember that. Um, But, anywho, basketball just never appeased to me, honestly. Like, as a sport to play, I cannot dribble. (laughs) This is so terrible, honestly. But I really, I can't dribble. Um, I could shoot around kind of a little bit, but don't pick me in a game because I'm not, I'm the weakest link, okay? I'm just, I will tell you right now, like, oop, I'll stand on the side and I'll watch you guys play, but you want to play horse or something, possibly I could join. But yeah, I, basketball was not my forte. I had no, I had no desire to learn how to play. And the funny thing was, my mom played basketball basically her whole life, those are jeans, passed me all the way by, I mean, child, I tell you, if I had to choose between, like, playing basketball or doing math, I probably would choose doing math, honestly, (laughs) and I don't like math either, so, on, yeah, basketball just wasn't my thing, but, 
I liked players in basketball. I liked Paul Pierce, and I liked uh, Kevin Garnett when he played with us, and I liked just, like, Anton Walker, and there was, like, a whole bunch of guys that I just enjoyed watching play the game of basketball, Um, and those were OGs that I just mentioned. Like, there were, those guys don't play anymore, but that was, like, my thing, I guess, when I was, when I was younger, it was it was kind of like the thing where I liked the team because they were f- like they're from my hometown, and I I've never been to a Celtics game um, that I can remember. If I did, I must have been really really little going to one, but I don't I don't really remember ever going to one, and so I never really picked up the sport, but. In recent years, as I've gotten older, I have watched them play through different years, and I'm still learning more about the game of basketball, but I do watch them, because I'm like, I like the heart behind this team. This year, they just feel like it got sucked out of them, so, (sighs) I don't know. Well, the good thing, though, is that the Celtics did win in 2008, and so I have that championship in my lifetime to hold on to, but, um... I don't know. It's it's a tough it's tough because there's all these great players, these new age players now, um, that are playing in the league. So it's you're no longer like subjected to those teams. I mean, there's still the super teams out there and whatever, but it's different. Like basketball to me is still one of those things that I'm like I think the games are fun. I have been to basketball games before, but I've just never been able to watch the Celtics play personally, but it's still one of those things where you're just kind of like, okay, I support the team because they're from my hometown. I do watch the games. I understand what's happening. I I mean, I'm into it, but that would be like, I feel like a third party observer in basketball because I don't play the sport. And so it's a little bit different, more hard. It's a little harder to really understand every single thing. Like I'm still learning about some of the rules and stuff like that, but I still like to rock with them. You know, I was, I mean, I was there for all of playoffs and I was watching a lot through the season. Actually, I would have the games on and things like that, but there was something missing from this team. And I I think it was a heart, honestly, behind really behind the, the franchise for this year, but we'll see where the Celtics take us. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, And then my surprise team, which is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, before y'all decide to come for me in these comments and on the streets, I did not grow up in Boston watching Bruins hockey. My dad hates hockey. He's like, how can anybody sit there and watch a little puck go around on some ice for however long? He's not that person. So I never got into hockey when I lived up north. I only recently got into hockey, I would literally say. Um, I would, I think 2013 was the year that I started watching hockey. And I watched because everyone in Tampa was rooting for the Lightning. And so I would watch games. I watched playoffs, things like that. And then I actually started to go to games. And let me tell you, going to Lightning games was a lot more fun than watching them on TV. And so then I got invested. And I know like a lot of the players by their numbers and things like that. But I couldn't tell you every single rule in hockey. But I love the camaraderie. And I think that's what makes the sport of hockey exciting. I know that 
it's it's different because living okay I'm gonna make this comparison and unless unless you've lived in a sports city and that doesn't mean that you've won championships all that just means you're a sports city like it is a well-known organization a well-known franchise these franchises when I think of like a sports city I think of Philly I think of Boston I think of New York I think of um LA like there's sports cities like you you can go and you're like oh these guys play ball like there's ball Texas there's sports cities I mean that's a sports state essentially but you know there's places that you can go to and you're like they have sports here like they follow this it's known for different types of sports and so that's kind of like the difference between Tampa and Boston Boston sports town you are Red Sox fan, Patriots fan, Bruins fan, Celtics fan. Like, you encompass all four sports. You're born into it. You're raised into it. You watch the games. You go to the games. You go to TD Garden. You go to Foxborough Stadium. Like, you enjoy the franchise. You are at Fenway Park. Like, you enjoy everything about sports when you live in a sports town. And it also helps that they win. So that helps, you know, bring up a lot more things there. But... For the case of Tampa, the Buccaneers aren't that great. The Rays are up and down. They don't have a basketball team, so that's helpful there. But then you have the Lightning, who have more recently, uh, at least what I've understood, have been more recently involved in, like, running towards the playoffs and in the Stanley Cup and things like that, even though they didn't win. But that, like, that's, I would say, of all the teams that play in the Tampa Bay area, that the Lightning are more widely known. The Lightning have a bigger following, I would say. I think, but also people do like the Bucks, I guess, but... It's weird too because when I've gone to Bucks games, like the stadium's not packed, and you know, no, you know, it just it's different. I think people support them because they're the home team, and there's a difference like supporting the home team versus like really being a fan of it. But I think everyone in Tampa, for the most part, are fans of the Lightning. I would say, and that's why I kind of adopted them as my team to watch here too. And I love—I mean, the games are great to go to, but hockey is still newer, a newer sport for me. It's definitely. Um, in the last five years, I have actually started to watch them play, so I'm still learning about it, but I love sports, so it's just another thing to add to my resume, my repertoire, if you will. So, those are my four sports, the four major sports that I'm involved in, those are the sports that I love, those are, this is kind of a, this is just more of like a get to know me, I guess, if you will, um, it's, this podcast is definitely going to gain more as we go along. I really want to talk and break down more things in sports. Um, and one of the things I'm looking forward to is um, in the beginning of June, the New England Patriots will have their ring ceremony for their Super Bowl rings. And that'll be obviously be a lot of co- a lot of coverage. Look, I'm excited to see like what kind of rings were designed by the crafts and you know, just any exciting news from the off season. I'm really looking forward to it. So I do want to know and hear from you guys, like you guys who listen, 
what do you want to hear on this podcast? Do you want me to focus on sports in general? Are there specific things you want to talk about? I will highlight from the teams that I like things as they happen, obviously. And as my podcasts drop on Thursdays, I try to get as much information as possible so that I can bring it to you. And we might have some bonus episodes thrown in here as the podcast keeps going. So I plan on bringing some interviews to you guys very, very soon. I already have three people that I am lining up to be on the podcast. And I really hope you guys tune in and just listen to what they have to say because their stories are really awesome and they're amazing. They're all related to sports, all different facets and all different walks of life. And I hope that that really makes you smile. So that being said, thanks for listening to another episode of Boss Babe in the Man Cave. And I hope to have you guys on our next episode, which is next Thursday. In the meantime, if you have any questions or any comments, if you would like to talk about anything on this podcast, Follow us on all social media networks. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Just look for Boss Babe in the Man Cave for all those handles. And write to us. You could be a guest on our show. And if you'd like to request to be a guest on the show, please send me a message so we can have you on the show. And I'd love to do an interview. And I'd love to just hear you guys' perspective on sports. Until next time. Bye, guys. Thank you.